back and it's Monday. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, actually, I know exactly how I feel about it. It is the Monday before I take off on vacation. Well, it's actually the Monday before the Tuesday before the Wednesday that I take off on vacation. I am going on vacation, which means there won't be a show after tomorrow, at least not until uh, like the 20th or 21st. So a bit of a break, I know. Uh, but I wanted to give you that, that preparation. I wanted to start off with the tough news, and then we could get into stuff and things that matter to you most, like the answers to your traffic and police questions. My name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day. doesn't matter if I'm here, there, anywhere. doesn't matter if I'm on vacation. Uh, I have live-streamed from a Florida hotel balcony. Yes, I have. Why? Because I want to make sure you have answers to your questions. That's kind of why I'm here. Anyway. Uh, what, what can I tell you? Over my shoulder, if you're watching the widescreen version, sorry for the folks on Instagram, but if you're watching uh, over there, you might notice a Monopoly board. It's a little far away. I know. You're not supposed to be able to read it. I'm just going to tell you what it is. It is the Toronto Edition Monopoly, or Monopoly Toronto Edition. It's an officially licensed Toronto board. It's awesome, and I'm going to run a video of it in a few minutes, but I thought, I thought no better way to show it off than right here. Uh, what we're doing. Uh, where are you getting us? How do you ask us questions? Let's talk about that before we get into anything else. Uh, if you're watching us, you are probably on one of the channels on your screen. You know, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, or the platform formerly known as Twitter, now called X. I, always, I need a better nickname. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you want to ask us questions and you're not on X, then just ask questions. Use the chat. I uh, use uh, the direct interface, drop us a message, we'll answer your questions. If you're on X, I won't actually see your, uh, your questions, so jump over to youtube.trafficcop.ca or just go to trafficcop.ca, choose whatever platform you like other than X to engage with us because it's all about being heard. Yes, yes, that's what it's for. Uh, it says replay podcast on the screen. Why? Because after this is done, I'll download it, I'll re-upload it, uh, and, and make it available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and, and whatever else gets fed out by uh, the magical people at Anchor, which is the, the Spotify back end. Uh, it's free. Ever wanted to make a podcast? You could make a podcast for free. Free is good. I like free. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? We got some hellos, and then I'm going to run that video, and then we're going to get into Vision Zero, and it's just what it is. That's what it is. Uh, quote of the day, we got it from Michaela, which also means a good morning from Michaela. He's getting, oh, wait. Okay, let's know. He, he did it in a different order. He said greetings and salutations first, but it wasn't the first. Uh, it wasn't the first comment that actually came in from Michael, who says a complaint. I need to make it to MTO. HOV lane should have concrete wall in the solid line so buses carpool, buses carpool motorcycles safely go speed limit when the rest are slow. I, I don't disagree with you. We need something to divide lanes to keep those pesky lawless drivers from using the uh, HOV lane as a free for all. Uh, it is not the go-fast lane. It is the, well, first of all, all lanes have the same speed limit, 100 or 110, depending on where you are, on, on the 400 series highway. There are, of course, uh, city diamond multi-use lanes that are not 100 or 110. So follow the signs, follow the rules, don't go speeding. Speed differential kills, speed kills. Uh, we don't want people to get hurt. So slow down. Okay. Uh, we Akil is flagging his goodbye message already, but we'll flag it so we don't lose it. Uh, good morning, Sean. Hope you had a great weekend. Tim, I had an exhausting weekend, but it was a fantastic weekend. Any weekend that I get to spend time with my family, I enjoy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I hope you had a great one, too. 
Uh, Chase says, love the studio. Get some Xmas lights up soon. So I do have uh, some stuff that I'm preparing for when I get back from vacation. But, uh, yes, we'll have it. We'll, we'll, theme, we'll theme it up here. Uh, we've got Brandon who says, oh, wants to know about uh, motorcycles and what we do for training. We can, we can certainly talk about that. We'll, we'll do it after the, uh, the, little, the little stuff I got planned. Uh, oh, Chase has the Toronto Poly, Toronto Poly and the Waterloo Poly. I didn't know Waterloo had one. That's cool. Uh, Stephen Bell, good morning. Marlene Byfield, hello, hello, my old boss. How you doing? Long time no see. Uh, Marlene and I worked together in court services uh, and uh, when I was uh, at Old City Hall. So good to hear from you. Uh, let's see here. Chase. Chase wants to know if you can put flashing white and amber lights in the front of your grill. Uh, why would you want to? I mean, drive around with them? I mean, tow trucks do it. It's not against the law. I'm questioning as to why you'd be doing it. Uh, can't have a wigwag pattern, mind you. Okay. <laughs> a question about Corvettes, and we'll get to that in just a few. Okay. Uh, things I want to, uh, to, to show you, uh, things I want to talk about. Well, I want to do all those things, but first, I'm going to play this little video. Enjoy. Great music, too.
Apparently I'm whispering. Maybe that's the audio. Jason, how's the audio now? Why I am not. I'm cutting, I'm cutting the video short because I get the point. Really? Nothing was heard while I was while the video was playing? I guess the music was too loud. Oh, well, okay. Well, the whole idea was to, uh, uh, to share the video. I did that. Now let's move on to uh, your questions and, of course, Vision Zero because that's something we talk about every show. Uh, just making sure, Chase, the audio is good again? Well, let me know. Weird that it went low. Maybe it has a, 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 an auto-ducking uh, feature that I'm not aware of. Do do do. Okay, before I before I get into uh, Division Zero because we got this button pressed, we'll go to Don Thompson's uh, question of Good morning. Is there a way to listen to police scanners so we can know what's happening in our area? Uh, our scanners or our scanners don't work anymore. We have encrypted channels that are both trunking and encrypted. If you're able to hear us, there's a problem. So the answer is no. You might be able to listen to fire or an ambulance, but not police. Okay, let's uh, let's do the Division Zero thing. Uh, where are they today? That is the question. And what is Vision Zero? I mean, anyone who watches this channel knows exactly who they are. They are the dedicated group of officers who work daily to change driver behavior one ticket at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're looking for people who are breaking the law. You know, the kind of stuff that leads to serious injury and death. We call it the big four. Those are the, uh, the offenses that are related to speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. And if you're conducting yourself in those ways, expect to be introduced to one of our fine officers. Today, you can find them on December 4th. That's today. Uh, 22 Division and 53 Division. That's Etobicoke, Islington, Queensway, Long Branch, you know, uh, West Mall, Lawrence Park, Mount Pleasant, Leaside. Neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. So uh, if you don't want to meet them, I suggest making sure you follow the law. But if you're watching our show, you probably already do, which is awesome. And if you don't and you want to learn about stuff so you know it before you choose to do it and, you know, get caught doing it and tickets. Tickets are no fun. Nobody wants to pay money. People have often asked, why is it that there is a financial portion? Why, why do we take money from people when they break the law? Well, I guess the option would be jail or losing your vehicle. Like, What, what consequence would you like? Money seems to be the one that both hurts but you can recover from. Some people suggested a community service. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we should have people shoveling up after the horses or something. Like, what would be the right consequence? Some places even make the consequences, uh, you know, dependent on what you have. So we had somebody was it Norway? I, I never remember where it was. Uh, I, now I want to Google it. Uh, no, I'm not going to Google it. I want to, but I'm not. I'm going to resist temptation. But the deal is that they there was a, uh, um, a, a, a there's a country that gives tickets that. The consequence of the dollar amount is, is related to your income. So there was a ticket for speeding that someone got. was like $150,000 or something. Not something that I think would be fun. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> I think I would find other ways to, to do things. All right. Let's scroll and see what's going on here. Uh, do, 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 do. So Brandon wants to know what motorcycles TPS use and do you need yearly training? So as a former member of the uh, motor squad, I can certainly talk about this stuff. Uh, we have Harley-Davidson Ultraglides, police models. Uh, they have uh, saddlebags and then the top box has a computer, a printer, radio equipment and stuff like that. Uh, but they're a, a full or a, a 
uh, fairing that is mounted to the handlebars. So they're they're a, they're a big bike. About uh, is it 900 pounds wet? It's a big bike. I loved it. Do you need annual training? Yes, you do. Uh, is there a move to op- uh, to bring in uh, BMWs? We are getting some BMWs in the fleet. So uh, regardless of what pair of wheels you're going to be on as a motor officer with the Toronto Police, you do need annual requalification. And the initial training is quite extensive. Uh, a level one is, I think, two weeks full-time. Level two, I believe, is one week. Uh, and then level three is another week. And it doesn't happen all in order. It takes years in between to get to a level three uh, motor officer. Cool, cool. Uh, continuing, I think we got Stephen Bell, but we'll say it again. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> is it true that the OPP is getting C8 Corvettes as cop cars? No. No, they had one uh, stickered up as a promotional tool uh, loaned to them by uh, Chevy. They brought it to the auto shows. It's a great recruiting tool. Uh, but my understanding is it's just on loan and it's going back, and it's not part of their actual fleet, certainly not being used as a, uh, uh, a street vehicle. I don't believe it's plated. Uh, let's see here. White flashing light forward would be, oh, Chase asked earlier about uh, the forward uh, strobes. It depends on the, the, the brightness, uh, the aim, but a, uh, a, a strobe light on the front of the vehicle, amber, would be absolutely, uh, like we're talking about grill lights, right? Could it be an issue if you're high beaming somebody? Yeah, but these, these shouldn't be. Uh, in, they shouldn't be the same. But I hear what you're saying. I, 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 you know, maybe maybe we should start ticketing all these tow truck drivers for having flashing lights. White light to the rear is a problem, but not to the front. Well, now we'll have to read some stuff. Uh, that guy at the 808 is so nice, according to Chase. Awesome. I've not, I don't know if I've met that person, but uh, uh, we have nice people everywhere here. Okay, we got that. We got this. Yo, baby, yo. Oh, sorry. Yo, baby, yo. So as a question. What's the question? Yeah, on the, on the QEW, if there's an ambulance with its lights on, do you pull over to the right? When you see an emergency vehicle, you pull over to the right uh, and stop. Yeah. Now, maybe that they pass you by the time you get out of their way, and then you don't have to stop necessarily. Uh, but you do need to pull over and get out of their way. If you're on a multi-lane highway that is divided, well, then you could be pulling to the left or right to get out of the way, depending on what is most practicable. I like that word. Practicable. Uh, What do we have here? Interesting. Butter Timbit. (laughs) I'll flag this for a second. Uh, Okay. Okay, so the music was way too loud. Thank you, Dewey noted. Good morning, Evandro. How you doing? Uh, are headlight eyelashes legal? I don't think... We're talking about the silly things that people put on to beautify their cars. Uh, not illegal that I'm aware of, as long as they are secured and don't go anywhere. Okay. Stephen Bell says that on his scanner, he can listen to EMS, fire, and OPP. Interesting that the OPP does not have... Uh, uh, encryption. Otherwise, you shouldn't be able to hear it. But Toronto Police is very encrypted. Okay. Michael wants to know if the Harleys are good. Uh, I would rather have Japanese highway bikes. I love the Harleys. I I have a Honda uh, as my personal ride, but I, I do quite enjoy riding the Harleys. Uh, you know what? They do amazing things, especially at low speed, and low speeds where most of the business is at. 
Chase says, the income-based ticketing sounds like a great idea, but some lawyers have said it's likely unconstitutional in Canada as it doesn't allow for equal treatment under the law. Interesting. Uh, but then how does the bail system work? Because the bail is set based on the individual. So one person can get can bail someone out for 500 bucks, or not even putting the money out, but just saying that you will pay it. But it could be a million dollars for somebody else because they have the means. And it, it, so if, if bail systems are based on and, and legal, why wouldn't this be legal? But I, hey, I'm not a lawyer, nor am I uh, uh, involved in that process in any way other than the, the writer of tickets. Okay. If the lanes are clear, is it mandatory for trucks to drive in the right lane? Uh, they can't be in the left lane, but do they have to be in the far right lane? Uh, slower moving, moving traffic should stay to the right. Uh, but do they have to be in that lane and only that lane? Depends on what they're doing. Are you getting off the highway? Do you need to change? Are they going to merge or, or, or split? Like uh, People always, I put up a video a while back of me driving to work. And that, that video of me driving to work was simple. I drove to work. And when I wasn't in the far right lane, even though I was being passed by everybody, when I moved over, people said, oh, you're, you're blocking traffic. Well, that, there was a fork in the road coming up. I was doing the right thing. Uh, but people had opinions because everyone has opinions. You know what they say about uh, opinions, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see here. What's the consequence we're driving in a construction closure. See all the time, never any police. It's a completely closed road. Road is closed. You're driving on a closed road. If it's truly closed, you're driving on it. You're, you're not on the roadway. I haven't, uh, I haven't looked it up. I've never laid it. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm, that was way back. Now we're into the current time because... Someone wants to know what the, what the fine is for going 10 over the speed limit. Why does it matter what the fine is? It is a minimal fine. We have some of the lowest fines in Canada. 10 over is a whopping $40. And uh, if it's in a school zone, it's 65 Or in a, uh, a, a community safety zone, $65. Uh, there's no demerit points, although it, does, it can in, impact your insurance. And should you speed? Regardless of the fact that it's a lower cost fine, no, you should not. It's illegal. Actually, it's most important uh, in, in slower areas to not speed. Shouldn't be speeding anywhere because it's illegal. Uh, Stephen Bell's getting snow tires on Tuesday. Awesome. And Chase. No, now we're on to Evandro again. We talked about that. Okay. Uh, okay, blinding sun question. If the blinding sun causes a driver to get into a collision, can charges be laid? Yes. If you can't see, you should pull over. Uh, the blinding sun and you keep driving into it, that's like closing your eyes and driving, right? If you can't see, driving conditions are unsafe, pull over. You, you can't uh, not see and then drive into someone and say, but I couldn't see. That's not a, that's not a defense. Uh, have people found themselves not having the charges laid because they were driving and as they came around a corner, they were un it was an unplanned event that the sun was there. Yeah. Uh, the officer can do what they need to do. Like they evaluate the collision and the investigation on their own. Could they lay charges? Yeah. Uh, Ashley McDonald has a question. What can you do about people in those bright white headlights on the cars at night? They are blinding. Uh, 
Yeah. So if they're truly blinded, there's not much you can do about it. Uh, the uh, Try not to look directly into them. Try and look past them. But in terms of what can you do or what can we do as police, we charge people when their headlights are misdirected or uh, brighter than legal. Uh, Mateo wants to know, I, oh, sorry, am I allowed to go through a red light if it's to let an emergency vehicle go past me? A very regularly asked question, and the answer is no. Uh, no emergency vehicle should be expecting you to get out of their way at a light. You cannot run a light for them. You don't have any authority, and if it led to a collision, you'd be entirely responsible. What you can do, and the only thing you can do, is make a right turn if legal and safe to do so. So if there's no sign preventing it, then make a right turn. If there's somewhere for you to go. But truthfully, the emergency personnel should know better and not activate, like deactivate their lights and siren, or they should have planned ahead and gone into oncoming traffic. Is there ever a situation where the person who rear-ended a car is not at fault? I had a situation where I rear-ended a car and I was not at fault. I had, and this is a strange one. What happened was I was driving in a through lane. The vehicle in front of me was driving in front of me, um, a person in lane two, so I was in lane one, a person in lane two cut across lane one and into a parking lot. It was an older gentleman. Uh, that person made a maneuver uh, that was unsafe because they had done that. It caused the reactions uh, and what would have normally been a safe following distance was no longer. So we all slammed on the brakes and I tapped the rear. I was not at fault. The person who caused the collision was the person who cut the other off, and they were the one charged. Yeah. I would say it's a rare situation, but it was a legitimate one. And it was before I was a police officer. Because I think the average person is listening. That only happened because he's a cop. I was not a cop. Uh, Jake here coming on from Instagram says, with bike rack blocking plate, you move it, you must hook up light. Yes, if you're driving at night, you would have to... Uh, uh, attach a light. Some people put an LED clip-on light, like a like a little tiny light with a separate power source, or run a remote off of a uh, hitch if you had a source there. You could do that as well. Uh, what is the actual speed limit in the fast lane on the highway? <laughs> it's just, I love this question. I actually, I think I manifested your question on my drive this morning, Jennifer, because I was thinking about questions that I'd love to hear again because it's been a while. Uh, your your question is the one I was looking for. And that is, what is the actual speed limit in the fast lane on the highway? And the answer is the speed limit of the highway. So if you're going down a road, a highway, uh, the speed limit is 100. All the lanes have the same speed limit. No one should be going faster. Doesn't matter what lane you're in, the speed limit is the same. Many people think that you can speed in order to pass. They are wrong. <laughs> but it never gets old. I love hearing about it. Uh, let's see here. Radic wants to know and says, good morning. Good morning to you. Can I teach my 14-year-old nephew how to drive on a public road? He does not have a learner's permit. Uh, the answer is no, not on a public road. You cannot be on a road. They, I mean, they can sit in the passenger seat and watch you if that's the instruction you're giving, but they cannot be behind the wheel of a motor vehicle in Ontario on the road. On private property, they could. There's no license required to drive on private property. But there's a lot of risk involved because if they crash the car on private property, your insurance might say, well, they weren't licensed. Uh, we're not covering you. But we couldn't charge you for having a, an unlicensed driver behind the wheel. But the roads, you are looking for problems because you're not only an uninsured driver or an unlicensed driver, but an uninsured driver. 
have them wait until they turn 16 to get a learner's permit and then do all the instruction legally that you'd like. Uh, Michael says income based fine is equal. It hurts the bad rich just or hurts the bad rich just as much as the bad poor. <laughs> uh, so so it punishes it punishes evenly, appropriately. So you're saying that someone who breaks the rules as a violator of law uh, has an impact that hurts them or, or that they feel. Because I've spoken to many people who say a parking ticket for $50 for parking in front of the nightclub is the same as parking in the parking lot down the street from the nightclub except less walking. So they will take the ticket. It's the same price. If you made that parking ticket $1,000, they'd probably walk. Just saying. All right. Why did I lose? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Would I get pulled over for tinted taillights? If you were pulled, if you were seen by me, you most certainly would. I can guarantee it. If you were seen by uh, Sergeant Campbell, uh, yeah, it's illegal. If you have your tinted taillights and your your taillights are no longer functioning as per required and discernible at 150 meters, you're good for a ticket. Okay. Oh, we got questions about salting trucks. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, we already talked about Mateo's question. Here's a question from Brock. Good morning, Sean. Question out of curiosity. In Toronto, do police officers have the power to enforce bylaws, or can those laws only be enforced by bylaw by enforcement and PEOs respectfully? Respectively. Not respectfully. Well, both respectfully and respectively. Uh, police officers can write all of those tickets. Yes, we can enforce all the laws. Uh, do we? Is that something that we pr commonly practice? Uh, we tend not to mow our, our colleagues' lawn. Uh, they, you know, if we uh, write a ticket for parking, that's a ticket that the parking officers don't get to write. But we are busy doing other things and not focused on parking uh, and, and so on. So uh, although we have the authority, if we were pulled into a situation and it was appropriate for us to lay that charge, we most certainly could because we have the authority. Uh, Radic wants to know if we can pass salting trucks. Uh, so salting trucks, the deal is the new law, we're talking about the laws under the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, new ones came out, or at least a, 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 where now it is illegal to pass a plow, or it's actually two or more plows that are working in, in uh, tandem. What is, the, what is the word I'm looking for? It's a great word. Can't remember the word. Uh, so if you can't pass a, a, you can pass a salt truck safely, even though you're going to get a barrage of salt thrown at the side of your vehicle, which is less fun than you'd think. Uh, but you cannot, what is the word? Anybody in the chat there know that we're, what we're talking about? Oh, it's the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so if, any, if, if there's any part of the truck or plow in the lane that you would need to go in in order to pass a group of plows, you could not. Even if they were not, like, you, you couldn't drive in in between them. It's just unsafe. Diamond formation? No, it's not diamond formation. JD was throwing it in there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's going to bug me. So you know what? I can't, I can't let this one go. I need to look it up. I need to look it up. Here we go. Plow. Oh, what is it? No. This is not it. Hmm. There is a ticket for improperly passed snowplow. Echelon. Yeah, that's it. Echelon. 
And JD, JD was guessing Chevron. It's close to echelon. Come on, where do you use the word echelon in any other context? I don't think, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to, I want to do the whole Wikipedia deep dive on echelon. In outer space. <laughs> That's JD's vote. Okay. <laughs> I have too much fun at work. That's the problem. Okay, we got uh, do do do. Uh, all right, what do we got here? Uh, I want to find. Do I, I jump behind anything? No. Or jump in front? Any jumping? Parking. Okay, Mike. Uh, Jack is underglow legal. We'll talk about that in a second. If you got questions, please put a letter Q in front of them so we know it's a question and we don't miss you. Because sometimes y'all talk to each other inside the chat, and that's wonderful because we are a community. Uh, but if you uh, if you want to make sure you're noticed, then uh, put a, put the letter Q in. Ryan Pinn. <laughs> I'm scared to read this. Uh, Ryan Pinn's a driving instructor in Nova Scotia, a friend of the show. And what's he got to say? Good morning. Because the HTA doesn't specifically say I can't, can I get a haircut while driving? Um, if you're not doing the cutting, I, I think you could. I, I do have questions as to whether or not it would be itchy. Ryan Pinn wants to know if he can get a haircut while driving. Uh, well, that's the thing. It could become itchy. I'm, I'm backing, I'm backing up because uh, Sergeant Campbell is, uh, is joining. Whoop. He's moving in. All right. Well, I got to tell you, if that was distracting, no, you can't. Well, but if it's not distracting, if it didn't inter, it, it, I mean, Brian comes up with the most ludicrous questions, and I love him for it. Uh, but the, uh, but I don't think it would. If, if you could, I, how involved are you in haircuts? Unless they're telling you, you know, look down at the ground. I don't know anything distracting. Anything that doesn't give you one hundred percent concentration on driving, I think, is a little bit distracting. It could be a little bit distracting. Uh, let's see. We got we got questions. And there'll be hair everywhere. Uh, the hair is the problem. If you're itchy, I hate being itchy. That's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> Uh, especially when you get a note from the school saying something's going around and causing itching things, that, that causes me to be itchy. Just just reading about it. Okay. Uh, if anyone is against income-based fines or bail, I bet they break the law. <laughs> so we were discussing, uh, you know, motivators to uh, and, and the consequences of fines and whether or not we should have income-based fines. I totally agree with it. Totally yeah. agree. It was, now, uh, it, was, uh, it was Chase who said that someone made an argument that it, would be, uh, it, it wouldn't be an even – what's the wording you used? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Basically said it, was, it wasn't balanced. It wasn't fair for everybody. However, the bail system is entirely based on income. You yep. get a bail based on what's, what's going to make you – what's going to motivate you to follow the rules. Absolutely. So and, why and wouldn't the cost, I mean, if you can't spend $1,000 – then you or a million dollars, let's say, and you don't have a million dollars to get out, nobody would ever get out. Mm -hmm. But a rich person would be able to get out. But Which million, would be unfair. But a million dollars may not mean a lot to them, or sure. it may mean everything. What, to what's them. fifty bucks to somebody could be a million bucks to somebody else, and yep. and that's the issue. So maybe parking should be and 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 all fines should be based on income. I think that would definitely motivate people differently. I do believe parking fines are low enough that everybody, if they're operating a vehicle, should be able to. No better, first of all, not park there. Mm -hmm. Second of all, that a $40 ticket or whatever it is, I believe that's well, okay that's the for everybody. 
except for those ones that do it on purpose. Like the ones out in front of the nightclub that don't want to walk a block? Yeah. It's the same price as parking? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> SM says, if there's a driver in oncoming, oncoming traffic who has their high beams on during the night and is obstructing my view, is it illegal to quickly flash them? Uh, sorry, flash my high beams back at them in the hopes that they turn it off. Um, it's one of those things that technically you're improperly using your high beams. However, it's also an acceptable communication because you're trying to communicate for the betterment of all. Yeah. So if you're doing a very quick flash of your headlights to signal somebody um, that something is wrong, right, we get it. We'd understand. Now, if you just flick your high beams on and, and you know, combat high beams against high beams, mm-hmm. then that, that would be, that would definitely be. That would be no bueno. Now, see, over in Europe, your high beams are actually connected to your horn. So mm. when you beep your horn, your high beams come on and flash on. And that's what well, your horn is there as a signaling device for something that's wrong or to alert somebody to something. And now that they have a visual as well as the audible, I think it's great. I think we should have that here. They, they also have high and low horn settings for highway and city. They also have um, fog taillights and, and headlights. Like they do a lot of things that really make sense in Europe. Yeah, but how often do we have fog here? It's foggy well, once in a while. It can be once in a while. I'm going to tell you, if you're driving around in... And the highlands of Scotland, it's, it's foggy. foggy all the time. Yeah. Uh, Chase says, can you text and drive on construction vehicles or implements of husbandry on the shoulder? Oh, my. Um, well, the law specifically is for motor vehicles. And if it classifies as a motor vehicle, you cannot. However, if it's an implement of husbandry and not classified as a motor vehicle, that may not apply. So I'm going to say if you're operating on the shoulder of the roadway, then yes, it would apply. Yeah, because it's being used as a motor vehicle? Yep. And if you're in a field, it wouldn't. Okay. But, (laughs) yes, it's an implement of husbandry. Yes, it's allowed. There's an exception to allowed on the roadway. It's still a motor vehicle, though. Can I text and drive on my motorcycle? No. But you can on a a bicycle, which really drives me bananas because that is unsafe. Just saying. So there, that's that's my opinion. They want to stud their tires to make <clears throat> more tires. You can if you live above. Um, the, it's the French River. The there's French there's a number of places specifically listed as uh, permissible for. It's, it's a Northern Ontario location. Yeah. Uh, so and the, and the deal is that you can even visit Southern Ontario with the Mon, but you're limited as to how long you can stay here, and it's only in certain months. That's right. So studded tires are great in uh, in the ice and, and and inclement weather that way, but it does damage the road, and that's why they don't allow them all the time down here. So if you ever see uh, snowmobile crossings on roads, you'll see a little bit of a divot there, and that's because snowmobile tracks have, have studs on them. So if you stud a tire, it's wearing that down everywhere. So Yes. Great things just can't be used all over the place. I, and I think it's, there's a, I can't remember what the wording is, but it's French River is where it's. It yeah, I, 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 I don't know how that works. I've never re- referred to that as the barrier. I've always listed the, the individual places, which I once upon I may still have them here. We'll check it out in a second. Okay, fine. I'll check it out now. Uh, a list of jurisdictions. Here we go. Oh, look at this that. is what is Northern Ontario. Algoma, Cochrane, Kenora, Manitoulin, Nipissing, Perry Sound, Rainy River, Sudbury, Thunder Bay, and Temiskaming. Those are the places. This is an old, an old one I've not used in a while. I'm, I, I'm glad it still exists. Well, you know what? It's uh, it's soon to be winter time. So funny how that works. It's well, it's officially winter time. Well, it is. It just doesn't feel like winter. 
Not down here. Up no. north, apparently it is. I imagine that that's the story. That, that, that yes. Uh, we talked about this. Oh, we didn't <laughs> talk about this. So the question is, I don't know why it's coming up as, as though I asked. Oh, no, it's we got asked several times. Here we go. Uh, it's not even spam. It's just the computer making weird stuff. So what are my rights at a ride stop? Oh. Well. Uh, what are your rights? How, how about this one? Question. What are your responsibilities? I think that's easier that to be, answer. Yep. So, what you're required to do. Yes, because people, uh, <clears throat> it, rights is a whole different issue. If you are uh, pulled over, you're stopped at a ride stop, uh, police have the ability to ask for a sample of your breath or to have you participate in a roadside sobriety test, a standard field sobriety test. Both of those are mandatory. Your participation is required by law. If you should refuse, you will be arrested for refuse and charged with a criminal offense of refuse. And uh, the consequences of that are basically the same as if you would have failed. Yep. You are being stopped on a roadway. Uh, most of them are done on a roadway, so you're mm-hmm. obligated to provide your driver's license, ownership, and insurance. Your driver's license more for identifying you and to see your conditions on your driver's license. See if you're allowed to have any alcohol at all. So yeah, some people have a zero uh, BAC requirement on the license, like a G1 and G2 and M1 and M2, um, or a G class driver or commercial driver in, in, in any age yep. or type of license. Uh, in the event that you are a, uh, if you're under the age of 22. And a G-class driver, you're still required to have a zero blood alcohol content. And that has a consequence of, of a suspension yep. uh, and a fine. But if you're obviously over 0. 0, or 0. 0.05 to 0.079, you're going to get a, a, a what is considered a warn range. Uh, and you're going to get an administrative suspension right then and there. Uh, not a criminal offense, but you are going to be uh, suspended. If you've done it before within 10 years, it's a seven-day. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what else? And if it's over, if it's 0. 0.08... And above, you're getting arrested. And a ride spot check um, is lawful. Um, it's random. Mm-hmm. It's not done, you know, specifically targeting you. But as a result of that ride spot check, we may learn information that may cause us to leave the, the, the ride portion of it and launch into an investigation of another source. Say we pull you over and, we, and it's a ride spot check and mm-hmm. we're looking at you, we look at your documents, we now have some concerns about should you have this car? Is it a stolen car? Is it? So we will leave the ride alcohol sobriety portion of it, and we will launch into a criminal investigation as a result of information that's lawfully obtained mm-hmm. through the ride. But there are certain things that a police officer would have to do when they change from one thing to another. Um, they may or may not have to give you your rights to counsel. They may have to advise you of your detention, may or may not, depending on the whole set of circumstances around that. Yeah, we're not we're not completely limited. We can't just say no. We're not going to deal with this big criminal issue here, uh, which some people think. Well, you stop me for this. You can't talk to me about that. Uh, that's not the case. Okay. Uh, hopefully that answers your questions. Uh, Three AM only eighteen, <laughs> which is a very specific username. Uh, and if you got more questions, feel free to ask. And here is. I got to say, I don't like the standing. You don't like the standing? No, I don't like the standing. Reverse sitting. How come? Yeah, I just I don't know. I can make you taller. Look at that. You're still taller than me. I am still taller. (laughs) Then it's no longer. Okay, I have a question. This is the first time I received a parking ticket and applied for a dispute. However, I haven't heard back. It will be the 15th day in two days. What should I do? If you've only hit 15 days, keep waiting. Uh, These things take longer than 15 days. You have 15 days to respond. Yes. Uh, They have much longer to respond. 
Uh, in fact, it could be six months, a year until you go to the next stage. Could be. May not be. But follow up? Yes. Uh, although I'd probably wait the 30 days before I made a phone call and start because they're, they're going to laugh. Yeah. We, we, have, we have things that take a year. Easy. It's government. We don't move fast. Well, some of us do. Yes. If it's lunchtime, we move fast. Yeah. Uh, ear, oh, I thought I said earbud. It's a bud. <laughs> Is it illegal to have <laughs> reflective strips on the back of your vehicle? Uh, not illegal. No. I, I'm not aware of any color of reflective strip that would be illegal, although I'd prefer to see red than anything else because I think it would be confusing if it was white. Uh, and not only that, some vehicles, are. it's mandatory to have it. Uh, certain sizes of trailers must have reflective strips on it. Um, certain sizes of vehicles, commercial motor vehicles as well, must have reflective strips on the back. So, um, no. And does it cause your vehicle to stand out a little bit better if it's parked on the side of the road, if it's driving down the roadway? Absolutely. We have reflective material all over police vehicles. Yep. Like 360, even the roof. Not many helicopters flying overhead. If you are a if you if you radar a driver doing 150, then he accelerated past 200. Will you chase them till they stop? That really depends, doesn't it? It does depend. Uh, it, it's going to be a, an evaluation of everything around. What's going on? What's the situation in the city on the roadways? Uh, you know, popular. The goal is to protect people, not put them in harm's way. So, if chasing you was putting everyone at risk. It is unlikely that we would uh, engage, at least not on a regular chase. We would probably phone a friend. Which means the radio is an awful lot quicker than 200 kilometers an hour. And we can let others know oh. which direction you're going, where you will be. Mm -hmm. And we have enough of our friends that we can be at uh, multiple uh, stops, off ramps. Um, we can plan for your and estimate for your arrival. And this may be all happening without you knowing that it's mm -hmm. going on. Oddly enough, you would not be able to know. Until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And if we got enough information, which hopefully we would, mind you, you'd probably be a blur, but if we were able to achieve any level of identifier on your vehicle, uh, we'd probably just meet you at your house and arrest you there. That happens a lot. Uh, let's see here. If a person is driving the car unevenly, such as ball tires, I've never referred to it as unevenly, uh, does the driver just receive a fine? and can continue his journey, or is the car towed because that's illegal? I think you meant unsafely, or the car is in an unsafe condition. If those tires are bald, they are not roadworthy, the vehicle is unsafe for the road, um, I would not be saying drive away on them. So there is a charge for improper tires, and then there is a charge for unsafe. So it all depends on where you what, are. That, what that level is at, and what else is going on with your car. If you've got bald tires, you probably got some other things going on as well. It's funny how how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you have ball tires, you probably have no brakes. You probably have uh, like all sorts of other issues, and we're going to investigate. And the whole idea is to make it safe. If you have a tire blowout on the highway, um, obviously you're an uncontrolled vehicle, and you may cause damage or injury to yourself or others around mm -hmm. you. So we don't want that to happen. So we would, at that point right there, deem it as unsafe, pull your license plates off, and you get a tow truck. Yeah. Ty wants to know or says, I got pulled over for loud exhaust, no muffler. Can I put any muffler or does it have to be specific? It has to be a lawful one. It has to do its job. So if your vehicle requires a muffler, then a muffler that muffles your your your, your muffler, your exhaust is required. Um, there's a, There are the illegal ones and there are legal ones. So as long as it meets the specs, not specific for that vehicle, but specs. Right. But even if you have a lawful muffler... Mm -hmm. You could also get 
a ticket for excessive noise. And that would sure. be by the way you're driving. Behavior seems to be the number one reason. Uh, a, even a even an illegal muffler probably doesn't get into our radar until someone's driving in a way that causes us to become aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 you could have something that 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 farts every time you hit the gas. I think these things sound ridiculous. So there's there's a cool rumble of a muscle car, and then there and, and then there's these these pop cans. Pop cans at low speed or low idle tend not to make that much noise, but as soon as you give them gas, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to talk to a mechanic, a trusted mechanic, not not someone who's a uh, maybe a, a, a moderator or a. Uh... And you know what? You know, everybody knows when it's too loud. Yes, they do. Yeah, common sense knows it's too loud, but they like it. But they may like it, but, but it's, it's too loud. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, ugh. okay. Um, I don't know why you'd want to do this. Pablo Bashir wants to know: Can I propose to my girlfriend in the middle of the road? This is a good way to make sure it's a short engagement. Um, I, I no, <laughs> I mean, is it possible that you could make this all happen while crossing the street on a green? Maybe, but you're you're putting yourself at risk if you're doing anything on the road, unless it was like a closed road. Or, you know what? I guess it would say would to put anybody at risk, including yourself, or does it interfere with traffic? Mm -hmm. If a pedestrian interferes with the flow of traffic, then there's a charge for that. But if you don't interfere with traffic. And there's nobody around. Uh, I, I want to know more about this 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 plan you have because it could be the coolest proposal ever, and I'm just not seeing the whole picture. Just, just saying. So tell me more. I want to know. Yeah, I, I like cool uh, proposals. And good luck if you if you do it. Yes, uh, yes. If you're videotaping it, and uh, you can send us a copy. Assuming she says yes. Uh, Peanut wants to know with province assuming the DVP and Gardner will speeds increase in OPP jurisdiction. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, probably no. not, or just hard no. Hard no. You know what the the province and the city have increased the speeds on highways to the maximum that's safe or allowed under the um, traffic. Oh, what is it? The uniform traffic book. I don't. Know, I can't remember the I name. Really. <clears throat> They're the roadways in in Toronto are 90 kilometers an hour on for the highways a for a reason. There is no shoulder going up the DVP. It is a windy road. There's a lot of traffic on it. You wouldn't want it to be any faster because it would just cause more accidents. The accidents that occur would be more severe. I, I mean, I, when I grew up, I, was, I grew up knowing that that was one of the most dangerous highways in Canada based on the curves and the fact that people went off the road into the, into the drink of mm -hmm. the Don River on a regular basis. Uh, we don't need people to go faster. They have a hard enough time just the way it is. So we have, uh, in the province, we have a few highways where there is a project going on to see how sustainable the speed of 110 kilometers an hour is. Uh, and those highways are selected because of the nature of the highway, because of the traffic flow, because of the width and, and uh, lack of any hazards on the highway. The Don Valley Parkway and the Gardner Expressway, yeah, it's not wide. There's lots of hazards, a lot of traffic. I, I can't see it happening, but uh, that's just my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen. Let's go to a couple of questions that are here. Uh, we talked about this already, talked about that already. Um, where is it? Tow trucks do not need disco lights when towing and driving normally. They are a hazard. I uh, wholeheartedly agree. They, if they are a hazard, they should park. I agree. So the, the discussion was whether or not um, 
amber and white flashing lights in the front of a vehicle are illegal. So it depends on the way they flash. Is it's not wigwag. If a, if a white flashing light alternates like that, then absolutely it's That's illegal. wigwag and it's it's, <clears throat> it's specifically, that's headlight wigwag where one headlight goes out and the- Yeah, any white light on the front. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I wholeheartedly agree Tow trucks, unless they're in a position where there's a hazard, they're in a hazardous position, they're outside their truck, they're trying to um, lift up a car, hook it up properly, that's a hazard. That's where people slow down and move over. If they're driving down the street, what's the hazard? If there is a hazard, they shouldn't be driving down the street. I agree. I agree. When they're hooking up, that's where it's supposed to be. It totally waters down the whole idea of having flashing lights it's like people who turn on their hazards when it rains like nobody else can tell there's water falling from the sky it drives me bananas have you ever seen a a police car ambulance or fire truck driving around with their red lights on just because in other countries yes here no absolutely what is why not because it waters down when it's no longer yeah you desensitize everybody uh tim scott 705 asked this question earlier i addressed it but i wanted to revisit it with your perspective and that is, if the blinding sun causes a driver to get into a collision, can charges still be laid? Yes. I, I, yes my, my initial response is, if you're driving and you cannot see, if there's no different if your eyes are closed, you cannot see, and you know you cannot see, and you continuously drive into this blindness, you are responsible for what you're doing. I, I could see a perspective where you come over a peak, the glare off a vehicle that comes by because a truck carrying a mirror drove by. Like, I can see scenarios where it's not expected. Okay. But outside of there. So who caused it? If you can't see where you're driving because of the environment, who caused it? In that, with that scenario, I think somebody is indirectly involved. You're still responsible. You're still involved. So it's 100% your fault. If you can't see and you drive into the oncoming traffic, it's not the traffic that's driving properly's fault. It's your fault. You couldn't see. Well, that's just a collision. That's not oncoming traffic. But just you're blinded for a moment. Yeah, but, you sneeze. But anything. If if it's the same, it would be if the same you move off the if you you're still responsible. If you can't see and you drive off the roadway and go down in a ditch, whose fault is it? Yeah, can't blame the sun. Can't blame. The, hard to send them a ticket. They all burn up on injury. Uh, <laughs> well, we basically said the same thing. And the only thing is, I, I was trying to come up with one scenario where possibly, maybe, no, but it's not. Could it okay. be a causal factor? Yes. But yeah. Is it still your fault? You're still responsible for everything your vehicle does because you're in charge of it. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this one already. I don't know why I selected it again. All right. Uh, what can you do about people? And we talked about this already. Talked about that already. Boy, so we talked about a bunch of stuff. The answer to that one? Yes. Yes. We talked about that one already. Uh, okay. We talked about the. Well, these are all flagged questions already. Driver, oncoming traffic, high beams, blah blah blah. Okay, we talked about this one. You have your uh, you have your moderator back today. I don't think he's working. I heard him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> He's there. Our pol- Here's one I know we didn't talk about. And that is, uh, are police authorized to drive solo in the HOV lane if they're just patrolling and do not have their lights on? Yes. We're permitted to be in. Uh, are, are we specifically excused? Uh, police, you don't think so? I'm pretty sure we are. I don't know. Yeah, I, I We can use the, the lane for... Uh, for uh, go buses only if we have to. Oh yeah, where does well, it we say can that? we can bypass uh, we can bypass uh, bylaws oh, if yeah? required by yeah. There's an exemption in the uh, uh, in the city of Toronto bylaws. Okay, 
I get that for it the does, city ones. Yeah, I get but, that uh, it's the same one for the Don Valley Parkway. What about the provincial highways? No, I, I don't. I, you know what? I don't know. But I'm not talking about provincial highways. But it's a good question. An HOV lane is a provincial. Well, I'm, I'm assuming Toronto. So your question was HOV. So what? So is there an exemption? I don't know. <laughs> I would say no. I would think that we're. Well, there's one we got to learn. We got to yeah. look it up. We got to figure it out. I like Chase's questions. They make us think. Yeah. He does that to us just to. Just to get he us. likes it. That's actually I appreciate it. So it's good. Things that we then learn, we don't. We tend not to forget. Makes you go, hmm. hmm. Yeah, uh, we so were talking is. earlier about uh, passing <clears throat> snow plows in what formation? An echelon formation. I could, it took me forever to to to, uh, to to come up with that. I, I had to look it up. I could not remember it. It was really? on the tip of my tongue. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, this is a comment related to that is I didn't even know that was a word. But Chase uses that word in engineering. Here's a question. Hey, do you run more plates now that there are no valve tags? I don't know if it's more or less, but we, we've, we've always run plates. And now there's autonomous or automatic readers that run plates even more. That was a system that, that became very important as a result of the implementation or the removal of valve tags. So the government, when they removed the valve tags, uh, they had to have another way to enforce the validity of, of license plates. And they did that by offering some money to police services to get ALPRs, which is the automatic license plate readers. And, uh, yep, it can be set for whatever. It can be set for Valtex, it can be set for stolen cars, it can be set for wanted people, uh, anything, people under suspension. So depends on what we have it set for. It can, it would be binging all the time, which is good. We'll yeah. pay you over all the time. We'll give you tickets all the if time. If you need to renew your plates, you can do it <clears throat> online for free. Uh, go to trafficcop.ca for links on how to do that. Uh, Miguelito wants to know, can I ride? Can ride stops happen at any time, anywhere? Oh, yeah. Yes. And it doesn't actually have to be a ride stop set up. It can be a mobile ride. So they're right there for the purpose of mm-hmm. stopping cars to check sobriety. And just in general, one of the reasons a police officer can stop any car on the road at any time is for license status, insurance status, um, sobriety, or yep. and, and uh, mechanical fitness. Yep, and we don't need any reason to it. You don't have to be weaving. You don't have to be whatever. We can do that at any time. And, and we can demand, previously, before the law changed, we had to have probable grounds, is the American term, but um, that you have alcohol in your breath to demand a roadside screening. You have to have suspicion. Right, suspicion. Now, we don't need that. With mandatory alcohol screening, we can, anybody, at any time, and have a, a demand made, and they have to provide the sample of the breath. Yeah, so so whereas I'd have to smell alcohol or have an admission of it in your system from you with, to develop that suspicion, now uh, you're, the car I stopped, I stop every car, every car I stop gets a, a, a test, mandatory alcohol scream, uh, streaming, uh, streaming, uh, screening, streaming is a Netflix thing, it's a different, different topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone can get tested, and it's a lawful demand. Uh, Dominic wants to know if Toronto should move to a pedestrian-focused city like uh, in Europe. The city is built around walking rather than vehicles and bikes. It's better for the environment and community forming. Um, I can't see that ever happening, whether or not Toronto would like to do it or not. I don't think it's feasible, but that's me, and I'm not an engineer or planner of any kind. I just know that I grew up here. I don't know any other way to do what I do. I can't envision it any other way. Roads and, and cities in Europe are an awful lot different from what we had here. Our roads 
are fairly new. Our cities are fairly new compared to Europe, mm -hmm. where it's a thousand-year-old streets or a thousand-year-old, and they're small and they're tight and they're compact, and the vehicles nowadays can't get around them. So Europe has gone to a more pedestrian-friendly because it's easier to do. They can put the infrastructure in place, and they've had it there for hundreds of years, thousands of years sometimes, to make that happen. It's actually the reverse. You're you're preserving ancient roads and you're trying to get vehicles to run within them. This is why they have such small vehicles being manufactured over there. Whereas we are about efficiency and getting larger things, faster mover. Like it's a totally different. Yep. But the city is changing because the volume has gone up exponentially lately. I, I've seen the volume in the last 20 years. Just absolutely, you know. Traffic everywhere all the time. Traffic everywhere. Just like uh, rush hour used to be an hour. Now there's morning rush hour is the entire morning. Afternoon rush hour is the entire afternoon. Sometimes into the evening. I don't understand traffic. <laughs> when it comes to uh, traffic on the road, the, the congestion. Because I, the way I see it is a lot of the congestion is based on people being in a rush, pushing into the intersections when they, they have nowhere to go, and causing a ripple effect that, that you know, that one guy that's got to go into the intersection where there's no room, he's the one causing everyone to get home late. It or starts the, with one. Or the one guy who's driving up, say, the bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and he decides to go into the merge lane and go up and then try and cut back in again, which causes everybody to have to hit the brakes. If he just stayed there, we'd all flow smoother. But everybody now is hitting their brakes. And they're not getting anywhere faster because there's another guy ahead of him that did the same thing. He's mm -hmm. slowing him down. It's, so. just, it's just bad driving, bad habits. Yep, ignorant people. Everyone being more important than everybody else. It's a problem. Uh, can I ask? Auto deal thing. Can I ask? Oh, look at this. My mother cousin, my mother cousin, someone stole the Honda Pilot and he has a tracker. Okay. That's a statement, not a question. I'm looking for more. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. So uh, if, they, if they have a tracker on it, call us if you know where it is. Yes. And and sometimes it's in a place that we can't go without a warrant. So it's not as simply as just going and knocking on the door saying, hey, can I have the car back? Uh, there, there is, you know, a level of, of, of stuff and things that have to happen, but it is definitely a reason to call police and update uh, them as to what you know. Uh, can a friend who has a G2 drive my car? If he gets into a collision, will I get fined for it? If you let someone drive your car and you, they crash, the, your insurance will be covering it. So your rates will go up when you claim. Is it possible that they have their own car and they then uh, use their insurance to pay for it? They could do that too. Oddly enough, friends... When money gets involved, it really tries a relationship. Yep. Uh, they may not want their insurance rates to go up, and they might defriend you. A G2 is a full driving license with certain conditions and mm -hmm. restrictions on them, but it is a full driving license. You cannot lend it to a G1 driver, but you can to a G2. Mm -hmm. Make sure that your insurance, though, will cover it depending on the age. And some insurance have a right to say nobody under 20, 25 can drive the car. Except for the vehicle owner. If that's in your insurance, then that's, that's the a rule. private agreement, and that will, uh, you know, affect the the relationship you have with your insurance company and the rates you pay. It does not change the way the police will deal with you, though. Correct. Doctor Nick's been waiting for ten years. I don't know what they're waiting for. Well, welcome. <laughs> well, he's been here. We've, he's, we've been here for a couple of years. You could have jumped on. Sooner. Well, he's been here before, uh, but and he's usually very vocal. But I don't know what I missed your previous message, Nick. I don't. I'm, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Ryan says studded tires are loud and annoying. Burn more fuel and in dry conditions can also reduce your traction, not to mention how bad they are for the roads. Toyo has a tire that doesn't hurt the road. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I imagine they're still not loud. 
if it started. Loud. Yeah, if it started. Uh, let's see here, Stephen or Steve. Uh, so we'll leave the ride check and go on a fishing expedition because, well, the ride check itself has nothing but a fishing expedition. Oh. Uh, ride checks are not fishing ex expeditions. Nine times out of ten, it is a, how you doing? Thanks for stopping and moving along. Uh, yep. There is no there, there's no fishing. We're not in the business of fishing. Uh, but if there's something obvious, like there's, you know, a firearm in the car, uh, there's drugs, there, there are things we're still obligated to deal with. And I would hope that you would want us to deal with those things. You know what? The ride check is there specifically to check for sobriety. Yeah. That's it. Alcohol and drugs. That's yeah. it. If, but I was going to say, if, if you have a headlight out, we're not. We're going to maybe we'll tell you about it, but we didn't stop you for that reason. We stopped you for the alcohol, so you're probably going to get a warning and go away. Yep. I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, that was it. Okay. Um, oh, so the question about the tracker question is: How come the cops didn't try and catch the car napper? I don't know. Maybe there's information that uh, you don't have. I don't. I don't know. This is the one with the car with the tracker inside. Yep. How come they didn't? I'm assuming they did try. I just don't know more than that. Can't answer it. It wasn't no, us. That's true. Uh, G-Class, what is this? So, I don't know what we're talking about. Mike's talking about. G-Class can be too impatient with pedestrian crossings. Some are more patient with slower animals. Wait until they clear the path. And there's accommodation... Must wait until crosswalk is clear. Must wait for crossing guard to leave crosswalk. Ah, I, I don't you, understand why that has. I don't know what the context is, but uh, the, the big thing is crosswalks at intersections are different than pedestrian crossovers, and the rules surrounding them differ if a crossing guard is present. But I don't know what you were referring to, like where where this came out of. Uh, but, 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 but I'm thinking about buying a. a oh, what are you buying? A 2024 Hyundai Elantra N, but I'm hearing stories about other owners who get ticketed for modified exhaust when their car isn't modified. Do I need a special muffler? If the vehicle comes with a ridiculously loud muffler, even if it's factory, um, that could be a problem. Well, if you drive it that way, it could be a problem. Uh, there's an awful lot of cars out there, especially, you know, um, hybrid cars that are used on the track. The, the newer Corvettes, things like that, high-end cars, they can switch the exhaust mm -hmm. to allow a more open... Uh, free breathing exhaust, and that's done electronically. But if you drive it with it in that mode, mm -hmm. it'll create noise. It's okay, a ticket. It doesn't go through the. It does, not all of your exhaust is going through all the parts of the, of the muffler. Your uh, your Hyundai Elantra N. It's a race car, uh, or it's a sport high high end sports. So, I would imagine that yes, it has the potential to be louder, and if you drive it that way, you could get a ticket. But. If it came factory, then the muffler is probably lawful. You would so think so, if it's sold in Ontario. Yep. Connor wants to know, what age in Ontario are you allowed to have a blood alcohol level over zero with a full G license? This is confusing because of the way the law is written, and that is over 21. Over 21 is not 21 and over. 21 and over is 21 and over. This is over 21, which is 22. 22. I hate the way it's written. It's very confusing. I acknowledge that, but it's not a defense. It should just say, you must be 22 to drink yeah. or have more than zero. It should be clear as... But see, legalese is called creating jobs for people in the legal profession. <laughs> it has Absolutely. to be written. It creates, it's written in a way to make code. Uh, let's see here. I don't know what this question is. 
How should I check in via call mail? Scared thinking I got. Oh, uh, you're talking about this is I think your parking your first parking ticket uh, that we talked about earlier. Uh, I don't know how they communicate. I would assume they're going to send you mail. Uh, I would call the courts if you were really checking up on it. Uh, but I don't have a better explanation because I don't know how the, their court system works. On the back of the parking offense notice, mm -hmm. uh, there should be a couple of different uh, numbers or ways to get in contact with them. If not, if it was issued in the city of Toronto, Metro Hall, uh, 55 John Street. But you're at 15 days, so you are way early in the process. Yep. And the worst case scenario is that you don't get the thing in the mail, and then there's a conviction, and they send you a bill. At which point you could theoretically go to the courts after that and say, I asked for a court date, no one sent me a notice, I'd like this reopened, and you, there's a process for that as well. So th even if you, even if everything goes out the window, there's still a process to make it right. Uh, if I bring my right-hand car, sorry, my right-hand drive car to Canada, can I be fined for driving it? My understanding is it must be 15 years old in order to import a right-hand uh, right drive car. I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's something I'm I, not, I... I'm not sure. I think before that, within so it becomes a classic where the provisions where you don't have to convert it. So you can keep it as a right-hand drive car after 15 years. That's my understanding. The only thing that I can tell you for certain is if it is uh, a right-hand car drive that does not have functioning signal lights, you must have a placard affixed to the rear that says right hand drive so people know what window to look out for your hand waving with directions. Yep, absolutely. Here's an interesting segue uh, based on that. You have a right hand drive car with no signals, thus you are signaling out the window. Yep. Can you drive at night? Yes, you can. Because you, you, you can't, how do you know if they'll see your hand? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you still can. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Hand signals are lawful. They are. Yeah, cyclists don't have to illuminate their hands. Uh, uh, did I say what I say? Did I say cyclists? Did I say hand? I know what I said. Uh, have you seen the new Super B? I have not. New Super B? We need to have a picture. Yes. Uh, when, a, when the city installs a traffic light, do they uh, consult the TPS first or not? I can't imagine them calling us every time they put a traffic signal up. No. I have no idea. Now, um, pedestrian crossovers, um, we have people that go out and do audits on them mm -hmm. to see if it's warranted. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, it's a perfect, here's a perfect opportunity to say, good morning, brother. Mm -hmm. Who's your sidekick? This is Yona Bud from AM640. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a host who says, who's your sidekick? This, this is, hey, that'd my, be me. That, that, that's Sergeant Murray Campbell. Uh, and I don't think I uh, introduced you when you came in. I just started talking to you because I assume everyone knows you already because you're here all the time. Yeah, I usually make it for the last half of the show. I'm usually busy right up until about quarter after 10, 10.30, and then I go, oh, i got to jump in. And it's always good to have you. Uh, let's see here. Is driving be a responsible what? Okay, I don't know. Uh, if driving be a responsible if you, I don't know what you said. Okay, if a deer ran across the road and you hit it, does that count as an, as an accident? was the deer deemed at fault and therefore <laughs> becomes a collision. So there really are no accidents. They're all collisions. Mm -hmm. And if you come into contact with something uh, that causes more than $2,000 damage, whether it be a deer, a tree, another automobile, yes, it would be a reportable collision. So insurance-wise, your comprehensive would cover it. But yes, it's still a collision. It's still a Yes, and if it's, if it's over $2,000 damage, which I imagine if it was a tasty deer, 
a tasty deer? <laughs> it would be too. It, would, it wouldn't be tasty otherwise. It was, mm, mind I, you, yeah. they're, they're all kind of tasty. <laughs> Somebody somewhere is upset with us now. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Dominic says, "Do you think Toronto should no? Oh, do you think Toronto should focus less on cars and bikers and more on pedestrians like Europe?" Oh, so this is a different way of asking the same question from the same person, no less. So you know what? I think there are times and places uh, for it. Uh, my daughter lives up in Peterborough, and her street recently got converted to a bicycle pedestrian only street, and it seems to work great. Um, you can only travel for half a block on it if you're driving into the driveway. It's blocked off either way, so it's not a through street. And it allows the cyclists and pedestrians an easier way to move around with a, with less stress of looking out for vehicles all the time. I can't live anywhere like that. No? <laughs> it sounds terrible. You know what? We're, we're both car people. Yes. We're both car guys. We both love driving. It doesn't matter what it is. We, we've driven it. Yeah. But... There are times and places for it. Absolutely. True. Grinch says, I'm late today prepping for a big interview tomorrow. Well, first off, what are you applying for? And second, good luck. I'm sure you're going to do great. Uh, uh, but I do, I do really want to know what you're, you're going for. Interesting stuff. Is there a charge for avoiding a ride check, like turning around or pulling off the road if the maneuvers are done legally, i.e. proper use of signals and done safely? Um, is there a charge for doing that or is there a response to doing that? I'm I'm sure you would elicit a response from police officers. And quite often, especially when I'm out doing the right spot check, you'll actually have somebody parked a little farther away, maybe down a side road, watching for exactly that type of maneuver. We call it a clue. And most likely, if you don't want to go through a right spot check, there's, there's something wrong. Yes. So, we, yes, will we come get you? Specifically you? Yes. We are, we are yes. We, we Is call there a charge a for it? No, because... What, what are you doing? You're changing your driving, going a different direction? If you're doing it safely and lawfully, there's no issue that I'm but, aware of. But we use the clues to catch the bad people, and that would be a big clue. So the follow-up to uh, Steve's original comment uh, says, stopping someone without probable cause is by definition a fishing expedition. Probable and, cause is a U.S. Yeah, term. we are not in America. Uh, reasonable but, probable grounds is for different stuff. This is something that is being deemed acceptable by the courts. And it is, it is completely, ra not random, but it's whoever pulls up. We don't um, pick you because of the way you look, the car you drive, anything like that. We, we pick you because it's random. You drive up, we will talk to you. In Australia, they do this for everybody going down a road. Like every single person, not, not every five cars get stopped. Every car gets stopped. Everybody blows, period. Well, that can happen here as well. It with, can, but they've been doing it for years, and it's very successful. But they also have a huge problem with impaired driving, and this is about the safety of all on the road. Uh, anything that, that prevents or dissuades people from doing dumb stuff like getting behind the wheel of a car while under the influence of drugs or alcohol is good for everyone. Uh, I don't understand you who's driving. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why, the, why someone would be worried about someone getting caught for breaking the law, regardless of... Uh, Fishing expedition would, would have to be... Whoops. I always get calls in the show. Where's my button for ignore? Just pick it up and hang it up. No, I found it. Um, but I know who it is. They want to be on the radio. Or they want me to be on the radio. Uh, yeah, fishing expedition is only... like if, if, if we drop... We're not dropping a line trying to catch somebody. We are stopping everybody for this very specific purpose of catching impaired operators or drivers. 
if you have if you've not broken the law, there's not there's no fishing. It's not fishing. We're not looking for random stuff. We're looking for a very specific thing. If we stopped every car looking for could we find someone with a headlight out is different. That's fishing. We we know what we're looking for. We're not looking for anything else. So it could be counted as fishing with a net. And we stop everyone and we check everybody, we check every fish and we let them go. If they're not doing anything wrong. Well, there, yeah. There Catch and go. release. Mm, yeah. Uh okay. This is follow-up about the right-hand, left-hand drive. Uh, what is this? How, what is, how long does it typically take to find a hit-and-run driver with a com- company license plate? Oddly enough, companies keep great records. It doesn't take very long, usually. And companies don't want to take the liability of their employees. Mm-hmm. So if their employees are doing something wrong, then usually our investigators are pretty good at guessing who's driving. Charger wants to know what the consequence for driving in a construction closure on lane closure 401 for, say, driving behind the TC-54s. Please answer. Um, you're driving on a closed road? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that would be. So the TC-54s are the big construction barrels. So if you're driving on the closed portion of the roadway, you would get a ticket for driving on closed highway. It's kind of a significant ticket, too. I, I would think so. I'd hope so. Why is anyone doing that? I could look it up. Mm. Uh, do, 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 things for the, do, do, do. Okay, cool. Uh, Austin Ward is from Alberta, wants to drive a ram, a ram with wide rim and tires. I do have rear mud flaps. Will I still get pulled over in Ontario when I drive across? Yeah, technically you can't have tires that, that protrude beyond a, uh, the fenders. Uh, you could be charged. And mud flaps are a requirement. Mud flaps are, That's good. Well, mud flaps are one thing, but to cover the entire uh, wheel, especially if it's raining or wet out mm-hmm. or snowy, has to be completely covered. Driving on closed highway, three demerit points, and it's only $110. That's a deal. That's a, I was about to say, that's pretty cheap. <laughs> that is cheap. Uh, what is this? It's for the regional. Oh, good luck, Grinch. Uh, that he's going for a, a job with regional systems officer for the Solicitor General of Ontario. Wow. That's awesome. We got that. Oh, someone saw a police vehicle turn right from the middle line, uh, middle lane at a red light without sirens. Is that allowed? Uh, could they, in a, in a high situation, lights would be good in that situation. Yep. Absolutely. And, and would, they re- would they be responsible if it caused a collision? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we can do a lot of stuff. Um, we are responsible for all the stuff we do. Yep. And not only responsible under the Highway Traffic Act, but on, also under the Police Services Act. So we get uh, double, double hammered if we, if we cause anything wrong. He's so no fun. If we're doing that from the center lane, we know it's not a lawful thing to do, and the risk is very, very high, but maybe what we're doing demands it. Yes. Synchron, message I, from earlier that I missed. Hello, Mr. Shapiro. It's been a while. I know the police have priorities, but literally every single car has a plate cover, and I have a picture of a police car in Windsor with a plate cover on it. No. Oh, I hate hearing those stories. Um, it, it, here's the deal. It has been something that we're aware of that we write tons of tickets for, but it is not the priority because we're focused on stuff that leads to serious injury and death. So we're always going to factor that as the priority versus plate covers. Is it becoming an issue that has more attention from 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 everybody because of plates, because uh, the, the automatic lights and plate readers? Um, is there a reason that we need to spend more time on it? Yes. So one thing, if you get pulled over for something else and you have a plate, expect to get both tickets. But we're also, if we have the ability to pull someone over and ticket them for it, we will. 
Absolutely. It, it, it obstructs the plate no matter what is on there, and no portion of the plate can be covered either by clear or, or by any other means. Um, we had a series of plates years ago that were defective, mm-hmm. and they peeled. Now, most of them should have been changed by now, but you know what? If you have a peeling plate on there, expect to get a ticket for it, and you may expect that we're going to take your plate away from you because you're, you're still driving around on it knowing that it's defective. They're free if you go in and get them changed within a certain amount of time. Within five years, there's a warranty uh, for B-Series. I believe it's seven years, if not indefinite. Um, I hear, because I just did a video recently on this, and we've had very mixed reviews as to success. Many people don't want to have to wait in line. They're like, I'd go, but you should send it to me because it's too much of a pain in the butt to, to drive. You're responsible. You can choose the $110 ticket every time you get caught or the $52 or $59 fee to get it replaced once if you're out of warranty. I think the better of the two plans is the one... Some people say, well, I don't want a new plate. I know my number. Tough. No, you can uh, you can actually apply for a personalized plate with those original numbers. For, for 300 plus. My father did that. He no, liked his license plate. I did that. You got to really like your plate. Yep. And and then, but I've heard of people with custom plates that failed and they got them replaced. So at, for free. Personal, personalized, personalized ones. Yeah. But it depends. Um, we have a... This is one is, have you ever had diplomatic immunity to get out of tickets or heard, has anyone used that excuse for you? Have you ever pulled over red plates? I have pulled over red plates. They still get a ticket. What happens in court is up to the court. And I don't know if diplomatic immunity extends to provincial offenses. I don't think it does. For criminality, uh, they can be sent, everything can still happen, but they're... uh, they're, Handled in a different way. Right, because they're, they're... they can be deported by their own by their own people, if right. they choose. I saw a lethal weapon. I know how it works. Do you remember that? Uh, that movie? I do. I do remember. <laughs> uh, what do you do when you get a trailer truck keep driving up behind you and there's no way to go? Um, I think that happened to me on the way to work today when I was trailer truck driving a, up a, tra- a truck and trailer, an eighteen wheeler that is basically riding up your rear, uh, wanting you to go faster, bullying you, in fact, to go faster. Um, I do the speed limit. I don't speed. And it drives others crazy because they want to, and they can pass me because I'm not blocking them and I'm not in the left lane. I stay to the right, and I don't go faster just because they want me to. Yep. And then they pass me, and they likely yell things, and I have a good day going my speed. And then as they travel a farther down, I pull them over and say, guess what? You're going too fast. If I was in a police car, absolutely. But I, the deal is I was obviously in my personal vehicle, and I oddly enough passed them because they got ahead of me just to slow down. It's or just stupid. to get to the next red light that you pull up beside them and wave and go, yes. yeah, was that worth it? Never. Okay, you're a Toronto police officer, but I should still have to remind drivers to slow down in winter or emergency vehicles to, uh, or tow trucks, please. I don't know what you're saying, Stephen, but uh, ultimately you're saying drive safely. Don't speed. Uh, drive for the winter conditions because they're coming. Uh, a reminder about winter driving, uh, clear all the snow off your vehicle, not just some of it. A lot slow, of people slow down for tow trucks, slow mm. down, move over, slow down for emergency vehicles, stop to the side of the road, slow down, move over. If, if we're talking specifically slow down, move over, these people are working on the road to clear the road, to get off the road, and they're taking their lives in their hands every time they go to work. Uh, no different than people working construction sites, police officers, ambulance, like everyone on the road is at risk. Yep. And they're at risk from you, so please slow down. Flashing lights, no matter what color, should mean that there's a hazard somewhere, mm-hmm. and you should slow down, make yourself aware of the hazard, and move over. That's why I don't like when tow trucks drive around with flashing lights everywhere. Agreed. Just saying. Uh, no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. 
This is a Toronto-specific Yogi Berra quote. There you go. No, no one, one goes there because it's too crowded, so nobody goes there. Okay. All right. So if nobody goes there, it can't be too crowded. Interesting. Interesting. Stay safe it. and remember, don't have a good day. Have a great day. That's a, a Kayla Draconis uh, thing. We only have one more episode, and that's tomorrow until I go away on vacation. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Wild. Uh, and I'm not jealous at all. That I'm going away to somewhere warmer? Yes. I'm glad. I wouldn't want you to be. Uh, this is the Saturday-Sunday joke. We didn't do jokes, uh, you know, for the weekend because it was weekend. Uh, did you hear about the guy who was fired from the keyboard factory? He wasn't putting in enough shifts. <laughs> I like it. I like I it, like too. It. I like uh, it. A sore mummy needs a Cairo practor. Uh, no. <laughs> No? No. No. I'm going to say no on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, what song did they sing at Frosty the Snowman's birthday party? Freeze a Jolly Good Fellow. It really sucks. Okay. Freeze? Not bad. Freeze a Jolly Good Fellow. Uh, yeah, I'd go with that one. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Uh, uh, we got. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to be back tomorrow, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll take your uh, vacation wishes for tomorrow. You're welcome to come back tomorrow. We'll talk more. Uh, Ten o'clock in the morning is when I'll start again. At ten twenty-five, roughly, we'll have Jerry Agar pop in because I'm going away. We're going to connect on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday, uh, and then it will be a couple of weeks, and we'll do it again on, on when we get back. Yeah, sounds good. I may be here too. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Well, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's see here. Is there any is there anything here? Don't squirrel. No? Don't squirrel. We're done. No. We're no. done. Evan wants to know if I'm knowledgeable with the recruiting process. I didn't talk about uh, careers. I need to talk about uh, careers and then and then and then we'll say goodbye. So very very quickly, that's the recruiting page. Um, what would you like to know about the recruiting page? Uh, well, I can tell you this: everything you ever want to know about it is available right here. You go to www.tps.ca forward slash careers, and you can scroll through this magical website and talk about whichever position you're interested in applying for. If it's police constable, uh, just click on the tab for police constable, and all the info is there. You can even hit that big old apply now button, which we'd, of course, love for you to do because we're looking for good applicants. Did you uh, just say big old? Big old. Big old. It's a big old. Wow. I'm going down south. It's an old button. Uh, well, it's, it's not a new button. new. Maybe it's new. So all the requirements, everything down to the benefits and, and remuneration uh, available. Now, you may not be looking for a police officer position. Uh, you could be looking for special constable, parking enforcement officer, comms operator. Uh, you could also be looking to volunteer with the auxiliary program. Mind you, they just shut the door on that. I think the, the deadline was the first. I think. I think. That was for the next class. But you know what? The recruiting? I, well, yeah, because they do it. They, they, they take applications, then they process applications, then they fill the class, as opposed to just having a gazillion people come through. Uh, but there's other opportunities. There's civilian roles. Maybe you want to work in an office. They are an the amazing people office. that support us that make this job possible. So we have a digital developer or a developer in the digital team, solutions architect, senior analyst, benefits administrator, and, of course, comms operator. These are all amazing opportunities to work for a great organization called the Toronto Police Service. So, uh, yeah, you should you should apply. Love to have you. <laughs> okay. With that, we'll really say goodbye. Actually, I'm, I'm going to run the video again uh, that I, I ran earlier. Video. Well, this is a different video. Oh, this is I'm going to shut this down. I'm this not is... I'm not coming back uh, after this, but we're going to run the video for the uh, the game. This is for the Toronto Monopoly game. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow, and here's the Monopoly game.
Okay, we learned something. I got a text. We got a text uh, from the MTO. They watch, and yep. they said uh, that emergency vehicles are exempt from the uh, HOV lanes. And it doesn't Regardless matter how many passengers. people are in there. So. Which we assumed, but then questioned, but then wanted to look up, and then a friend phoned us or texted us, and we have the answer. There we go. Thanks very much for letting us know. Yes, much appreciated. Saved us all that that reading. <sighs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> have a good day. Drive, drive safe, drive sober, park legally. See you tomorrow.